Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregson and Wayne Shepard dive into the ideas behind why traditional parenting no longer works. Let's listen in. Traditional parenting are those things that you and I have learned growing up, that our kids have learned from us growing up. And you look at it and you go, you know what? It just doesn't work as well as it used to in some of the arenas. Now, you're not throwing away values and all oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the style in which we engage with our kids. And, and, and here's the thing. I mean, perfection is no longer possible. Authority can't be forced and judgment builds walls. And we'll get into that in just a little while. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it, those are the three things that I've kind of narrowed down and said, you know, in the culture that's spinning out of control and we see the craziness of things happening, and it's supported by the fact that 85% of kids are leaving the church upon graduation from high school. I was in Nashville two weeks ago and, and a, an elderly man came up to me and he said, my studies show that's more around 95 or 96%. Wow. Okay, and I'm, and I'm looking at that going, so something's not working. Well, it's the same way with our parenting skills. If I can grab any group of people and put them together and say, are your kids where you've wanted them to be? Are they there? Mm-hmm. And most people would say, you know, they're not. Because I said so just doesn't cut anymore, That's does right. It? You yeah. know, it's because it's my way or the highway or you're going to do it this way or stop that attitude. The way we engage has got to be different to counter the effects of this culture that has offered a far different world than you and I grew up in. Mark, you mentioned the big three. Perfection is impossible. Authority right. can't be forced. And judging builds walls. So let's jump right in on those topics. That's right. You know, the whole concept of perfection is impossible. I mean... I, we want to have a perfect world. We want things to go well. And, and I think that many of us have been raised with the idea that if you just do these things, your child will turn out okay. What we found is there aren't any equations in parenting no. anymore, that A plus B doesn't necessarily always equal C. And so somewhere along the line, it's helping parents understand that perfection is very tough. If you want perfection to happen within your home, you are setting a mood and an atmosphere that cannot be reached by your child. And when a child cannot reach a goal or an expectation that somebody has, they'll usually retreat, they'll go someplace else, they'll they'll change the expectation by rebelling against it, but they'll let you know, I can't live that way. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the difficulties is, is that is that encouragement now is is interpreted as judgment. Our our standards are interpreted as too high of expectations, that questions are interpreted as digging for more dirt, that discussions are interpreted as inquiries into privacy. Hmm. Compliments are interpreted as being critical, and a spirit of excellence is interpreted as a quest for perfection. Now, it just makes it difficult. I mean, and so I've got to sit back as a parent and say, if even one of these is true within my family, I've got to rethink how I approach my kids because they may be looking at me that I want something perfect, and they live in an imperfect world. And so when you live in an imperfect world in the social structure of how kids engage with one another and come home and are expected to live to perfection— 
I guarantee you, your child will quickly move to the imperfect world and yeah. embrace that quickly. Well, parents can be well-meaning about this. Absolutely. I mean, we all want our kids Absolutely. to have excellent character and, you know, just be upstanding people, but it can backfire. That's right. You know, and, and, and it's almost like the first, you know, six years of their schooling age, that first through sixth grade, we spend a lot of time telling kids how to do things and do it this way, do it this way, do it this way. And, and they respond, and we create a perfect world for them. Okay, then they move into middle school and junior high. Now it's an imperfect world. And when they come home, they begin to realize, wait a minute, I've been trained for a perfect world. It's almost that the parental shift has got to happen, that a parent begins to say, you know what, I want to give permission for my child to not be perfect. And some of that is saying, I'm going to share with them how imperfect I was at their age. You know, if it's perfect, you don't need a savior. It's not (laughs) perfect. And so it causes you to be moved to need something beyond myself. And that's where a relationship with Christ comes in. Aren't we concerned that that gives them license to, to uh, you know, do wrong? It doesn't really, does it? You know, outside of a relationship, that's true. But when you have a relationship with your child, it doesn't give them license. It doesn't give them permission. It, it, it just says, I'm going to allow them to, to function within their world so that I can move toward them and help them. Dads, you love your teens, and you're doing everything to show them. But sometimes, it still doesn't feel like enough. You're busy and short on time, sacrificing a lot as it is, but you still feel like you run out of time for what really matters. A Devotional for Dads is the perfect book to help remind dads of life's biggest priorities and help them show their wives and kids how much they really matter. A Devotional for Dads is full of short, poignant, thought-provoking devotionals that give a biblical perspective of who a dad is supposed to be. It's more than just advice. It's a reminder of just how important dad's role really is and how much he matters. Get your copy of A Devotional for Dads at parentingteenresources.org, either for yourself or as a gift for the dad in your life who loves and cherishes his kids. All right, back on this authority issue. I mean, you and I both grew up in a very authoritarian-type right. home. I mean, you've talked about it here in the program, and I had that as well. That's it was, right. you know, everything was black and white. Yeah, it was. You know, it, you, but what's happened now is that because there is so much media coverage of everything, that that kids have very little respect for those people that are in authority. I would just ask people to look at the respect for the presidency of the United States. Hmm. What comes to mind when you think about priests that that are having a relationship with kids or teachers that are having relationships with kids or coaches that are having yeah. relationships with kids. What happens is it, it taints the way that kids view everybody else. The divorce rate, the way that parents engage with one another, it's so exposed now that kids think in general there's no respect. I mean, you would think that crime in this country is out of control. Let me assure you, it looks that way because we're exposed to that. But crime is one-fourth of what it was in 1980. Now, but it's so exposed. And so all these things become exposed and we, they lose respect. And so that that role of authority that used to say, you do it this way, you do it this way, kids are going, uh-uh, not so fast. It used to be that we would correct kids by dressing them down, by yelling and berating them until they were reduced to tears and acknowledge their failings that doesn't work any longer. 
You know, earlier we were talking about uh, several points that you make of why traditional parenting no longer works. We talked yep. about uh, perfection is impossible and we yep. shouldn't try for perfection and that authority can't be forced. But there was a third one that we need to mention here before we leave today. That's true that I think is so important. And uh, uh, I mean, I think this is really important. There's something about judgment that comes across in conversation that that kids hear when it's not intended by moms and dads. Oh, and, and here's a little bit of difference. You know, I think a lot of the areas that kids feel that that people are being judged and why they're walking away from the church is the area of homosexuality and and the whole marijuana thing that's going on. So in conversations that parents have with their kids, their kids interpret that as judgment. Hmm. You know, it used to be that they would interpret everything as just tell me what's right and wrong. But now in those discussions, they, they hear it as something different. And it's because of this, the diversity of their friends that is happening because of the footprint of this culture leaving uh, relationships in their life uh, expanded somewhat. It's just not the kids on the block you know anymore. You may know somebody that's a Muslim, a Mormon, a homosexual, or somebody says I'm gay or I'm bisexual, those kind of things. Now when you make comments to your kids about encouraging them and directing them, what happens is they hear it as judgment because now they know someone. Now, anybody out there listening to me, I'm not saying that everything's okay in those things. I'm just hearing that well-intended parents are sharing things with kids to give guidance and direction. They're hearing it as judgment. And they hear it as judgment because they know kids who are in these roles. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.